Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello again, and welcome to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. 4Play is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Okay, today we're going to talk about the four stages, actually five stages of kind of the sexual experience. We're going to talk about desire, arousal, orgasm, and resolution, and... Connection. Right. We're going to add connection in there. We're going to add connection as our fifth and actually our first stage. And you brought that up, Adam, because I was talking more about a linear model, which was Mm -hmm. older Masters and Johnsons, and you brought up the newer model, which includes connection. Could you say a few words about it? Yeah. Well, I think in part it is more, it's not as linear. It's more uh, Mm -hmm. circular. And so if you think of it as a cycle, that it's always continually happening, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't have a stop point. It doesn't have an end point in relationship and connection. If you looked at it linearly, connection would tend to come first, but you could also make it come at the end as well of Mm -hmm. this idea that our connection emotionally, that connecting to our partners in that way is what is jump-starting the actual um, event. The actual event. So, you know, I kind of described the first four stages of the actual event, but you're saying this is more of an experience that is relational, that is continuous Mm -hmm. and necessary. And probably it's more of a female model that Bassett is the woman who researched this and talked about it in mm. terms of that females particularly need a sense of connection yeah. to experience desire. That's right. And I think while it is female-driven, I think I hear more and more men 
that describe when it's not there that mm-hmm. while they may still be able to have sex, the sex is not as rich as rich for them as it, right. as it could be. I, I think I, I wrote a blog about it on Psychology Today, but it's I don't think men want necessarily just sex. Yes. But they want eroticism. Right? Yes. They want sex that is sexy and romantic and connecting yeah. and, you know, filled with person to person. Yeah. Emotions. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you could think of it, too, as, as if there is conflict, if the stereotypical way of talking about it might be if she nags him all day or is, is on him about something and he feels he feels beaten down or there's there could be a, a ton of other things um, that happen where there's a, a connection is driven. He may be able to perform and have sex. But it's going to eventually wear down and wear down to where he he could pull away and and could withdraw from that because the connection is not there. Sure. Um, And I think women often talk about that they need the emotional connection, that they need talking and sharing and being together to feel close before they want to be sexual. I know Esther Perel talks about that there's really this sweet spot of connection and autonomy. I, I guess when I say intimacy, that to me is the good balance. Yeah, exactly. It's the good balance between time together and time enough to do my own thing, you know, talking with and sharing and enough mystery that I, you know, I feel like I'm not invaded personally, that every thought must be shared, but I have my own sense of who I am, that that's a balance. But I think many times it seems like what's missing in the coupleship is she says there's not enough time yeah. together and connection piece. There's plenty of autonomy, yeah. not enough connection. And I think one of the things that men miss sometimes is that that phase starts immediately the next morning. As soon mm-hmm. as you're as soon as you're up like that, mm-hmm. that building that connection for the next sexual encounter mm-hmm. almost starts immediately there and that, that when that can be built well, when that happens well, it's going to make it more frequent. It's going to make it better. It's going to make it sooner. I hear the protests from men who say, oh, you know, you're, Adam, you're you're talking about it like it's so much work for the guy. You know, mm-hmm. in order to just have sex, which is natural and normal, yeah. you're saying that he has to keep working at it. Well, you know? I, I mean, I think possibly I don't think it has to be work so much as a part of how you begin to build the rhythms of your couplehood together that naturally incorporate connecting spots. I mean, I can't tell you the number of couples that come in and the very first thing we do is talk about the amount of time that they're getting together. They complain about problems emotionally, they're fighting, not only that, or they are just missing each other sexually, so they're not having sex, right? right? And then you look at how much time they're spending together and they are never ever together. I know. Right? And yes. so they'd have not built in rhythms where they are naturally connecting I think we we talk a lot about like uh, I think Gottman talks about twenty minutes a day, mm-hmm. right? And that twenty minutes a day is necessary. If you can find twenty minutes a day to connect with your partner, you're going to have more sex. And doesn't that just sound crazy? Twenty yeah. minutes, yeah. Like you know, like twenty minutes is is nothing, yeah. you know, compared to the hours and hours that we spent together when we were dating. And you know, those are usually high sexual times. That's right. You know, because there's so you're so you're together so much. Mm. And people always say that, but it was so normal back then. It was so natural back then. And I'm like, yeah, well, is it natural to spend six hours together you That's know, right. most days out of the week? Yeah. You not know, anymore. Maybe not, not anymore. As, as the, as the not rebel. as you have a family to raise and yeah. a business to you know get on with, mm-hmm. a living to make. It's not yeah. as normal. And now we're just talking twenty minutes. You got twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, in couples, in the beginning of couple relationships, right? The protest might be that it's more work, but you, like you said, 
in the beginning of the relationship, you're doing that naturally. It's already mm-hmm. happening. And as the relationship evolves, it may have to be more scheduled, deliberate, deliberate intentional. Intentional, um, yeah. And so that becomes a, a difficult – it becomes something that gets naturally missed, though. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why the sexual relationship is falling apart mm-hmm. and there's no, there's no time for connection. I really like it, though, that you said it. Not that Not I said me. it, that you, you didn't know? say it. Yeah, because I think it's more powerful coming from a male perspective. Yeah. I mean, if I said it, I think men out there would just say, oh, same old, same old. That's yeah. what my wife is saying. But I think that you brought it up and and you seem to really get it yeah. in terms of how important that is. It makes a difference. It it does. But I, I mean, I would protest a little bit, Lori, because I think more men get it than it, maybe the ones that come in our office don't get it. I think there are more men out there that get it. But. I think it's hard for men to maintain because it's not always a natural driver. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's the the idea of figuring out how to make that connection and how to to do it in a way that their partner notices that connection and is connecting for them. Mm-hmm. I think men try to connect all the time. They do it in a lot of different ways, but it's it's probably in ways that do not register for their, their wives. Yeah. I, I do think, though, men try to connect sexually. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is sure. a way for them that is deeply connecting. But I think we're, we're talking about a, a feeling in the relationship where there's a sense of connection. You know who the mm-hmm. other one is. You've spent 20 minutes together. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, 20 minutes, does that count? <laughs> <laughs> now can we while, jump in a bed? While the, while the TV <laughs> is on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I think men, though, sometimes, though, try to connect verbally with, like, I mean, I think when... They tell um, tell her how beautiful she looks, or mm-hmm. um, even my, that she's hot. Or I think that mm-hmm. those. I do think sometimes when women say, "You know, I want to know his feelings," what she's really saying, guys, is she wants to know your feelings about her, your positive yeah. feelings about <laughs> That's her, right. how much you love her, how much you care about her, how much you respect her, how smart you think she is. Yeah. You know, one guy said to me, "You know, really, I have to like flatter her," and that just felt so weird to him. Yeah. But to me, I think there is – it's – women are often, you know, very sexual in their earlobe, yeah. you know, in, in their ears. Yeah. And it's like they – you know, hearing that kind of love said out loud is a big turn on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think men a lot of times – I know we're kind of kind of focusing on that, but I think it's an interesting conversation to me. But that men make attempts all the time. They think that they are doing what they are supposed to do. Right. Like I think we knock men a lot for not being emotional or not being that that relational. But I think that men feel like they are doing what they are supposed to do in their relationship. If it's a traditional if it's a traditional relationship where that he's going out and working hard. Mm-hmm. I have, I've had a couple in the last couple of weeks. He's doing his job. He's right? doing his job. He's and so supporting he, his family. So he feels like that is the For the record, point. she's doing her job too. Absolutely. She's supporting her family. But I would say women are a great deal more conflicted about that. Sure. I mean, women, men can go out, work, and feel the confidence, I'm doing what I should be doing. And I think women go out and work, and certainly women my age and younger women mm-hmm. feel this conflict. I'm not doing what I should be doing. I should yep. be home with the children, yep. too. And there's this terrible conflict. But that's maybe another story. But no, I will say no, but I, that I that gets in the way sexually, that. right? Yeah, because absolutely. she gets home, and now it's time for the children and she's like, I'm torn in half. I have one patient right now who is a much younger woman than I am. And she just feels like, are you kidding? I'm finally home with the kids. I've been working 50 hours a week. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. And no, I don't want to go have sex. And I know I don't want to go uh, away with yes. you on the weekend. I want to see my children. Yeah. That's why I had kids, which... You know, is the wrong priority. Mm. We know. Ultimately, it's not the priority that will endure right. because the marriage has to come first. But. Right. I absolutely agree. I mean, I I can see that dilemma um, for for women at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think maybe a better way to say it is that I think both partners a lot of times feel like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing to make that connection uh-huh. happen. Yeah. And so they don't end up talking about it. And so then it gets lost. Yes. Um, and so when you think about that as terms of a phase of or a stage of um, the sexual relationship like that, I mean, you can see like I don't even think we meant to talk about it for, the, for this I long, know. for this long. But it, it seems like that's the one a lot of times that gets really missed and that gets confusing I, for people when they I don't have sex. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And if if people could master that sense of connection there would be a lot more happy sexual people around. Well, let's come back, though, talk about what we said in terms also of desire and arousal and orgasm resolution. We're going to do that really fast. All right. Okay. Wanting Sex Again. How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido, from early marriage, through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy, and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique, and that combination together helps marriages be happy. Weekend couples intensives are also offered. Improve your sex and improve your relationship with Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Find out more at awakenloveandsex.com. Awaken what's possible. It is one of my great joys in life to be able to really help individuals and couples find strength in their relationships and really find hope again. Licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews from Matthews Counseling. I work with a wide variety of issues, including depression and anxiety, marital issues, issues with adolescence. I believe that therapy should be designed around you, that it should be personalized to who you are and to your unique situation. Therapy is available in office, online, and by phone. I want therapy to be comfortable for everyone. At our office, you'll find that we sit around a fireplace in deep, comfortable chairs, look at the problem differently, and offer practical solutions for you to take home and utilize outside of the therapy room. Schedule today and rediscover hope. You can find me on the web at matthewscounseling.net. Matthew's with one T. You can contact us through email or phone and find a lot of resources on our website, matthewscounseling.net. with Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy, Lori Watson and Dr. Adam Matthews. And we are here 
to help couples keep it hot. That's right. And today we're talking about kind of the stages of the sexual experience. We've just really hit it hard about how important connection is. And I'd also like to talk about the differences between men and women. We've talked about this before, but I want to go over it again in terms of desire. We're going to start there. You know, men, it's like they're in a car with a tank full of gas. Their engine is revved. Yeah. And women, it's like we got a hot car and we got a broken starter. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, desire is the place that women's sexuality is the most fragile. Mm. You know, because there are so many things that impact her sense of starting, starting the, you know, once she gets going, even she'll say, like, you know, a low libido woman will say to me, well, once I'm going, I'm really glad I had sex. Mm-hmm. But it's getting her to the starting gate that is so tough. Yeah. Lori, I mean, I, I can hear the protest for some women about that might hear you saying that women don't desire sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, sure. And I, don't, and I don't know that that's, that's what you're saying, right? No, I mean, no. I think it's, I, I'm saying if there is kind of a broken piece, this is generally where, where it, it happens. Is. No, okay. but there's lots of women out there, thank God, who feel sexual desire regularly and sometimes feel more sexual desire than their partner. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I you're mean, just saying. You and I both deal with that all the time. That's right. Uh, yeah. And for men, I think what I hear you saying is that desire is not typically a place where men struggle. I don't think so. Not typically. Sometimes no, not typically. sometimes that's the case, but most of the time, yeah. that's not where yeah. men struggle. Right. Men probably struggle more in functioning hmm. and sexual functioning, not so much in wanting. Women struggle a little bit more in wanting and not so much in sexual functioning. Yeah. So how, how do we increase desire then how do we how do we look at that as a stage that can experience some growth yeah i think that we have to think of it as probably equal burdens Mm -hmm. the woman has to do more work in terms of getting her mind going Mm -hmm. thinking on things that are sexual right when we fantasize about something you know we feel more sexual yeah and and that is what happens early on in relationship is we're always anticipating which is a type of fantasy what's going to happen we're going to get together we're going to go on a date we're going to see each other wow this is going to happen this is so hot and we can do that when we're married and when we're committed mm-hmm. we can fantasize about what did happen the memory what might happen mm-hmm. but i think it's natural for men to think that way because their body pushes them with all that testosterone. They, know, men have hundreds of times more testosterone than women, and that is the hormone that governs the physiological hunger for sex. Okay. You know, men have a thousand nanograms per deciliter. Women have, when they are 18, they have 76. So that's, you know, like. 10 times, right? No, 10 times, 100 times difference. 100 times, yeah. At her peak. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when she's 40, that's in half. When she's menopausal, it's infinitesimal. You mm-hmm. know, so a guy, yeah, his testosterone decreases. But, I mean, unfortunately, he just has this massive amount and she has very little. I think he can share that sense of desire through good seduction. Mm-hmm. You know, if he will be a good seducer, that will really help. Yeah. You know, so dating her, taking her out. Telling her she looks good. It sounds like, too, talking about what's going to happen, helping to build kind of that fantasy somewhat might be be helpful. Or you say, your face is Uh, saying no. (laughs) I mean, I think it's so dicey if you're a guy. I think this is my advice to the women is that they need to think about it. I see. They need to develop an erotic self that is independent of his doing that, Mm -hmm. you know, even of his seduction. I mean, they have to have – in order to have a long-lasting physical sexual relationship that's great – you have to be independently erotic. Just like for men, in order to sustain an erotic relationship with a woman, you have to be good at connection. 
Yeah. I mean, I have yeah, seen a couple who I just love dearly and you know, he keeps everything to himself. You know, it's like he comes home from the day, he's lived that day, he doesn't want to talk about it, he doesn't want to share with her what's going on for work, he's exhausted. But she's, you know, dying for stimulation. She's been home with the kids and she needs to know who he is and him coming home is is important to her. And mm-hmm. she wants to download her day and he's just done. Yeah. You know, but he wants sex and you know, and she fortunately I think wants sex too. But and her too, she's you know, she's tired all the time, she's exhausted, and it's like both of them have these equal tasks. She's got to be erotic. He's got to be better at connection. Yeah, and, and so that's going to increase desire. Yeah. and it will have it'll increase desire and it'll increase sex. Well, let's talk briefly about um, arousal. arousal. Okay, yeah. arousal. So, you know, for women, I hate to say this again, but it takes us so long. <laughs> you know, it takes twenty minutes of kind of being in the actual moment mm-hmm. before women really like to be touched explicitly. Mm. So they don't like their breast touched. They don't like their vulva touched until they are aroused. And I know that's crazy. It's like, okay, you know, because then it takes her about 20 minutes of direct stimulation, clitoral stimulation to reach orgasm. And the guy's saying like, okay, you just told me, you know, it's like, I got to give her 20 minutes of undivided attention. Then I got to give her another 20 minutes of, you know, like sort of sexual (laughs) something that I don't really know what that is. And then there's 20 minutes of touching. It's like, holy, holy Toledo. It's an hour. And yeah, it is. It really is. It really is. And if you can make it great for her, I mean, many times that's what, you know, she needs. Yeah. And men say all the time, though, I I would do that. I would stand on my head for her and she won't let me do that for her. Yeah. Well, and again, for men, this stage is much faster. Much, much. Arousal is. Boom. Erection. They're ready to have intercourse. And, and, you know, it could take him five minutes, eight minutes. Eight minutes is average, guys. (laughs) 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 Which we're just going to, I'm just going to roll right over that. Um, Eight minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, which can be frustrating. I mean, I think when Uh, you're having, when one uh, member is aroused in a minute and the other takes 20, there's going to be some waiting. There is some frustration. And on on both people's part. I mean, as a woman, I'd kill for testosterone that would, you know, that would do that, that would produce that. Mm. Absolutely. There's frustration that way as well. And I think I can understand a male frustration of like, you know, I can get it done, you know, so quickly. And I got I'm dealing, and it's like, well, you know, you you married a woman, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, that is it, part of the problem. And so, how do you we overcome that waiting, the mm-hmm. waiting issue? That for I mean, and think I mean, I think there has to well, be. I mean, one like, way I think weeknights vibrators. You know, yeah. I'm just going to be explicit here, but Go ahead. I mean, come on, who has time for that on a weeknight? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you got things to do, shows to watch. <laughs> That's right. You know, let's get that thing done. You know, I mean, I do think that it is electronically you can kind of compensate for yeah. those stages. Yeah. And that can be fun. And I, yeah. and I don't think either one should feel like that somehow or another cheating it. Yeah. It's just like, well, this is great. This is a way that we get connected. And then maybe reserve the weekends for those longer times that yeah. you have the leisure. You have at least an hour yeah. to be together. Yeah. And what about orgasm? Let's talk orgasm. about orgasm. Now, this is where we shine. I got to yeah. say, you know, women can have multiple orgasms and probably have, I think, a longer, maybe better orgasm than men. Yeah. Um, you know, and for guys, this is an area of problematic stuff, right? Of yeah. functioning. Sometimes he thinks he comes too quickly, which, by the way, 
you know, that is one of the easiest fixes for sex therapy. Same with a woman who doesn't come at all, who doesn't have an orgasm. That's an easy fix. If she's anorgasmic, that means she doesn't have an orgasm. Easy, easy fix. Or maybe he loses his erection and yeah. he can't climax. And this is yeah. probably a big problem area, mostly for men. I mean, there is about 25% of women out there who don't have orgasms or have never had an orgasm. Yeah. And those are you know, people we see every day of the week. Yeah. I think most of it is they haven't had enough stimulation. So, okay. or maybe they're saying the questions to ask her are, have you ever had one? It's hard to say, yeah, I've had one by myself. You know, I think that people are loath to talk about their masturbation yes. habits. Or they might say, I used to and I don't anymore. And that probably means, you know, they gave up. The woman gave up on his technique or they, she gave up on... You know, telling him something that she did need and he didn't listen. Women are often whispers yeah. when it comes to what they really want sexually. So I, I think if you're a guy, you just be humble and you say, you know what? You might have told me, but would you tell me again? Mm-hmm. I really want to know what pleases you. And just tell me again, you know, what it takes or show me, which is a super vulnerable thing. But it would be lovely if she would do that. I think the only thing I'd say about men in this stage is while you said it's the problem area for men, I think men mm-hmm. are... Are, do not want to talk about that if mm-hmm. if it is not working mm-hmm. the way that they are expecting it to work. Right. Uh, because, again, because it is so – because desire is quick, because arousal is quick, we expect orgasm. And by quick, I mean it just works. It should just work. It just mm-hmm. works. And so orgasm should just work too. And so the, mm-hmm. I think my, maybe the expectation is that when it doesn't, that we either we're not going to talk about it or we think that orgasm mm-hmm. is not going to require talking to our partners mm-hmm. or – figuring out some of the tricks that you're talking about that that make it better. And and I think one of the current things that we're seeing is men who can't climax, right, Mm -hmm. who are having trouble reaching climax. Their erections are fine, but they can't climax. And I mean, a lot of times I worry that they're using too much porn, so they kind of have conditioned their minds to to climax only with super, super high levels of arousal. Mm -hmm. So you might want to just, you know, test that and see if cutting back on that allows you to climax more yeah. easily. Yeah. Absolutely. So resolution real quick. Resolution, Not a lot to say about this, say. but important. <laughs> That's because you're a man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. But I think men do typically physiologically fall asleep. And women, I got to say, often wake up. And so yeah. that's why she wants to talk and cuddle and be close because, you know, orgasm has stimulated her in a way that she feels more alert, more in need of contact, and he's, like, out cold. So the solution, do it before you go out. Do uh, it on Friday night early so that you have, that you have it, you, you know, you have this connection, and then you go out and there's kind of this secret between the two. You've, you've already been connected. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sweet. That's it. There you go. Okay, you're listening to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy with your host, sex therapist Lori Watson and Dr. Adam Matthews. Thanks for listening to us. Hey, help us stay on top here at 4Play. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. 